With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, this is the first time I think we've had an athletic writer, uh, someone from The Athletic, on. Uh, I know their guy who runs their editorial stuff very well, Paul Fichtenbaum, uh, so who does a very good job, who was at SI all those years. Uh, the Athletic's a new venture, for those who don't know it. It's a website that uh, has brought in a bunch of writers from, you know, in different cities, each covered the cities, and they're kind of a new venture. Uh, one of their NBA writers is uh, uh, Michael Scotto, and he joins us now. Michael, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. First time, long time. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Um, My pleasure. And so... Uh, I put Brendan Brown on, who covers the team and is obviously knows the team very well, who does the games on the radio. He'll follow you. But first, uh, you have a report on the Knicks and a possible deal with Memphis. So take it away. Uh, well, the report that I had was just the Memphis's gauge in the trade market on a package of. Uh, oh, you didn't unloading. have them. You didn't link them to the Knicks. No, no, no. Oh, okay, go give me what you had then. Go ahead. Sure thing. So I kind of started the whole Chandler Parsons train with uh, gotcha. Memphis trying to unload his contract, which right. he has two years and $49 million. It's a horrible contract Terrible, for a yes. player that's you know, physically declining, unfortunately, yep. Yep. and the fourth pick. Now, one thing I want to say about it, a lot of people thought when I first put that out that Memphis is just trying to do a salary dump. They still want to remain in the lottery if they can get off that uh, package within the top ten if possible. But to this point, it's been kind of hard for them to, to get interest. You know, they've had some talks with the Los Angeles Clippers about maybe even moving back to 12 and 13 and, and possibly getting Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, for the Los Angeles Clippers, it doesn't make sense because of that Parsons contract. So I really think it's going to be tough for them. And as well, you look at the Atlanta Hawks, who, you know, the report came out from ESPN about them possibly uh, taking Doncic at three. You know, while I do believe that, it's also a part of the year where we're one day before the draft where things are getting leaked out to build up trade interest. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams outside of that top four that really covet Luka Doncic. Right. And I just think that that's those teams. So do you think, can you, are you convinced interest. now that he, can? do you have a handle? I mean, everyone knows who's going one. Do you have a handle on who's going two and three? And if, as far as number two to Sacramento, what I've personally heard is Marvin Bagley, the the tall, power forward right. from Duke, yep. who's a stud. He is good. And then he is good. Yes. And then in number three, when you got to the Hawks, what I've always heard until yesterday was that the general manager Travis Schlink was a fan of Jaron Jackson Jr. Right. And Luka Doncic. It was a toss up. Right. Now, I'm not saying he's not interested in Luka, but I just found it interesting that it was leaked that internally. Atlanta is now moving him up uh, on their board because while they could still draft him again, I think it's to get interest from other teams and trade offers to see if there's something worth moving that three pick. Because before that, when Jaron Jackson was uh, projected there by most people and guys around the league, they were not getting as many calls. That's obviously changed now. Now the, 
whoever took your part of the reporting and then added a Nick part to it that would have the Nick sending the nine to Memphis in a package and then sending some other players, including Nicolina, to the uh, to the Memphis. Uh, to you know, add this up. Do you have any idea? Have you heard anything about who the Knicks covet? Yeah, as far as the Knicks, the the intel that I have is there's two guys that if they fell to them in nine, they would be thrilled. And Michael Porter Jr. is one of them. Right. Um, although his he has you know a, a, he's just coming off a surgically mm-hmm. repaired back, which right. is scaring a lot of teams. And the medical is not out there to all of them, which is a a concern, and the other guy is Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. Yep, uh, I'd written a story. Who I don't on love he, as much. I had to admit, I don't. Lo- I, I'm not. I'm not in love with him. I have to admit, he, I, I was not impressed with him that much last year. He compares himself to Al Horford. How do you feel about that, Mike? Uh, you know, I just wasn't impressed with. You know, listen, I, I, watching him last year, I just thought he really should have been better than he was. I thought he was really rough around the edges. I thought he was going to be a better player than he was last year. Well, some executives, to, to that point that you made, some executives around the league think that that's because he played in the front court alongside Marvin. Yeah, Bradley, that's, that's took prob- a lot of his touches. probably true. Probably true, especially in college. It's tough to do, obviously. So you, you might be right. And, again, these guys got plenty of time to develop. So, you know, uh, you're, not, you're, not, you're not wrong in that he could definitely develop into something. But I, he wouldn't be my favorite, I mean, uh, as far as him. Um how about the idea? Do you see any way? Do you see any chance that the Knicks? Uh, do you know of any teams Memphis has contacted about moving to four? Is there any interest or anything that connects the Knicks to this at all? Uh, as far as the Knicks, I mean, look, they've they've worked the phones uh, even going backwards with uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. They're just doing their. They've been doing due diligence throughout this pre-draft process. Um, as far as four specifically, I haven't heard that okay. um, to them. However, you know when you mentioned about moving Frank Nielakina and I think some of those contracts, I haven't heard that trade specifically. Right. However, if the Knicks could do that, I think you have to look at that. Uh, do do you know if I mean it, it, everybody? It sounds like loves. Doncic, right? Everyone, I mean, he seems to mm-hmm. be a guy everyone right now is in love with, right? I mean, I always yeah. am leery of both ways. I mean, sometimes you're surprised by the kids in Europe. Sometimes you're underwhelmed. Sometimes you're overwhelmed. I never know what to expect from those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm always leery about what you get. But uh, what, what's, what's your, what, what scouting report do you feel comfortable with about him? I mean, you know, some people have said to me that they're a little worried about, like, his athleticism. But I've also heard an interesting comparison to Amanu Ginobili. Now, I don't know if I agree with it, but I think in terms of the athleticism, I, I could kind of see it. Does what he I handle like about, the ball that way? Does he, is he that kind of ball handler? Oh, yeah. he's You know, if, if from watching his tape overseas, he is a point guard. And okay. he's, he's tall. Being yeah, he's like 6'8", right? right? He's like 6'8", right? He's 6'8", right. he's got a good 220 pounds on him, so, you know, he, he has the bulk to play that position, and he, he's played at times, depending on the lineups in Real Madrid, one through three, so he's played point guard, shooting guard, and small forward. That type of diversity in today's NBA is huge. So you could even, even if you've got a team that does have a point guard, theoretically, you can put him alongside that, but his primary position, which he would like to play in the NBA, is point guard. Who does Memphis pick if they keep the fourth pick? Well, the way I had it, if if Luca is not there, Jaron Jackson or Mo Bamba will be uh, the kid from Harlem uh, will strongly be in the mix there. But you know, I think there is a scenario where Atlanta takes Jaron Jackson at three, 
and the Memphis Grizzlies could end up with Luka Doncic if that happens. We're talking about Michael Scott, who covers uh, the NBA for The Athletic. Um, who's the fastest rising player in the draft from what you hear? Who's the guy who just keeps moving up the boards? Okay, I'll give you a name that may be a little bit off the radar to some. Shea Gilgis Alexander from Kentucky. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm six, familiar with him, I only, especially because it's Kentucky. I am familiar with him, but go ahead. Yeah. Yep, 6'6", six, six, slender point guard, right. very reminiscent of Sean Livingston, who yep. played for Brooklyn and now on the Warriors, same frame. He, I have heard, is a dark horse for as high as the number six pick overall to Orlando, which would totally shake up the boards uh, in many mock drafts. However, those executives, John Hammond and Jeff Weltman, have previously come out with guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bruno Caboclo. These are guys that were not even necessarily at those ranges, and Thon Maker previously. They are not afraid to shake up a draft board if they feel strongly about a guy. And the name that I've heard that is at least a dark horse, along with Trey Young from Oklahoma, at that number six spot is Shea Gilgis Alexander. So it'll be interesting to see as that unfolds. Are you pro? Do you like? Are you think Young is overrated, or uh, and really is not? What you know? Some people want to make him a Curry. Uh, mm-hmm. He clearly can shoot it. He's a talented passer, but he also, uh, I mean, has some limitations to his game. He's 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 not a very tough kid. We know that. Where do you see him in this draft? Well, you hit the nail on the head, Mike. There are some limitations to his game, and and some of the concerns from executives, uh, being that he only has a six foot three wingspan, he is small. He's right around six feet. Uh, not a great defender, and he'll get picked on by bigger, stronger guards in the NBA right now. Even though he's at like 185 pounds now, he got up to. The thing about him that I think is maybe a little underrated is his passing. He's a great ability. passer. Great he's passer, and he's, and he's a very good – yeah, he is, and he's a very good shooter. He's not as good you know, a ball handler as Curry, but he's a very good shooter. The one thing he did, though, that I liked in the pre-draft process, he worked with Brandon Payne, who's the same guy who's been training Steph Curry for seven years, so he is picking up some of that stuff. The difference with Trey is, you know, Steph Curry's a mid-40s to high-40s percent three-point shooter. When Trey was at Oklahoma, the entire defense focused on him because the rest of the supporting cast wasn't good, and he shot about 36, 30, uh, around 36% from three. I think he has NBA range. He's shown that in college, you know, for sure. I just think with him, you know, some people wonder, if where, is, where is he on the spectrum between, you know, the best being Steph Curry and the worst being Jimmer Fredette? Where does he fall in that spectrum? And I think that he's... I want to say in the middle, closer towards Steph Curry in my personal opinion. But I would never put that expectation on a teenager coming into the NBA to live up to a two-time MVP. But what, he certainly got potential. Michael Scott of The Athletic, what guy's falling the fastest? Like who? I guess Mobamba's falling, right? Because some people had him as high as two earlier, right? Well, for Mobamba, he was in the mix. Uh, to my knowledge, he was in the mix as high as maybe three or four. Okay. I, I could see him as a fit at five at Dallas, although they think, you know, Dallas thinks they have a really good shot at DeMarcus Cousins this summer in free agency. So we're going to know by the end of Thursday, if Dallas keeps that pick and they go and select Mo Bamba, then they're out on the centers in free agency for the first time in many years, as you know, under Mark Cuban. If they don't, then we know for sure that that's the path they're going in free agency. So I don't see Bamba falling really past seven at the worst, but 
Um, I, I do think his range is more in that four to seven range. And, and what's, your, and what's your most likely trade? Is it Memphis or somebody else? My most likely trade, I would say that if anybody's working the hardest to make a trade, it'd be the Los Angeles Clippers to try and get off 12 and 13 and move up. If I had to pick who was most likely to actually pull the trigger. Dallas? I, no, you know what? I think Dallas is staying put. Okay. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Atlanta. Okay. But I don't think it will happen. But to answer your question, because Chandler, to, to your original point when we first started talking, Chandler Parsons' contract is abysmal. They really want, they want to get out from under that in the worst way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, with that said, hey, Timothy Mozgov just got traded <laughs> too. So, you know, anything can happen. And it's the draft, and it's, it's definitely unpredictable until – Thursday. And there's no way anybody's changing at one. The kid says he's one. They say he's one. There's no way that's changing, right? Correct. If 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 Luka Doncic if Luka Doncic walked walked across that stage instead of DeAndre, and I I would love to see ESPN put a camera on Aiton because everyone in the entire NBA has Aiton going one. So I mean, he's even admitted. I mean, they both have said he's going one. So I would, I would think there's not going to be any big surprise there. So you think the as early as two, we could get a trade, and you think there are some guys who could be trading, maybe even in the middle of some four all the way down, we could see some trades. Yeah, absolutely. And the other team you got to look at, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers at number eight. They don't know what LeBron James is going to do in this summer. Everything is on the table for them, and you know, you can even try and package eight maybe see if you can move uh kevin love possibly there there is anything and everything on the table for cleveland i don't you know, even know how pre- cleveland operates to be honest with you well let me ask you this since you're an nba guy all right which sure. are, uh, where do you think lebron's going next year oh boy i mean just, put, I, just take throw it out there i say you know go, give me your best guess at this moment it could change 10 times within the next 10 weeks so give me right now today he stays where he is he goes where if he goes somewhere the, the two, the, I'll give you two. Okay. This is what I've always thought. Um, just based on the way the salary cap is right now, the, my two best bets for him would be uh, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, the reason I say that, L.A. is pretty self-evident. They have two max slots. They could bring in another Paul George, and it's L.A. It's a big market. He can do a lot of business things. Um, his family can be happy out there. Uh, when I looked at Philadelphia, you know, Rich Paul, who represents him, they also have Ben Simmons there um, as another clutch sports client. And I just think that in the East, you know, when you look at a team that's on the rise, Philadelphia is in that mix. And they think that if they got a guy of his caliber, they can give the Boston Celtics a run for the money. Uh, You know, when they get Kyrie Irving back and Gordon Hayward, you know, for the Eastern crown. And I, I tend to agree with that. I think if LeBron went there, the only issue would be the spacing on the court because Ben Simmons can't shoot, and Joel Embiid is a good, is a decent shooter for a big man, but not like a stretch big man. Yeah, it would be a problem with, especially with Simmons. That would be a very, it would be a tough transition for Simmons, but it could happen. I, I agree. So you're most likely is it most likely still Cleveland, or is it for, is it first more likely he stays or he goes? In my opinion, as of today, he goes. He goes, and your most likely spot is still LA. Toss up between L.A. and Philly, but I would lean towards L.A. with the Lakers. All right, and 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 Memphis, gun to your head, they keep the pick or they trade the pick. Gun to my head, they keep it because I don't see them finding a willing uh, partner for Chandler Parsons. The one curveball I'll throw your way with Chandler Parsons is, ironically, a team that has a ton of cap space 
that could be willing to take on Parsons is Atlanta at three, <laughs> but they're already ahead of them. So that's, that's the one unfortunate scenario for Memphis. But Atlanta is looking to take on a bad contract to get a high draft pick as well and another high pick in the lottery. Similar to what you know the Nets have done in the past and taken on a bad contract or two to get into the 20s. The Hawks just want to go higher than that. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it very much, Michael. Thank you. My pleasure, Mike. Uh, Mike Scotto from The Athletic. And what he did was he had that report about Memphis and someone – married the Knicks part to it with Knicks would get Parsons and the four for the nine Nicolina and Lee and Thomas, uh, you know, again, any of these trades are highly speculative. Uh, Knicks are most likely going to be picking at nine. If they were picking at four, who would they pick? Well, depending would be on the board.